There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going great. It's been a really awesome last couple of days of playing Apex, and we have just kind of an obscene amount of stuff to cover today, so I'm hyped. We got so many topics that could range from being talked about for like a minute to 10. So we'll see how long this episode goes. It could be really interesting. Uh, before we get to it, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to us on YouTube, the Third Party Podcast. We stream weekly, 4 to 6 p.m. on Thursday specific time. little quick announcement, though. Uh, our Discord has undergone some awesome changes and is running better than ever. Uh, there's a lot more to come still in the near future, but whether you want to share your thoughts on Apex, find people to play with, or meet new people, there's a big, awesome place for that. And shout out to our new moderator, Ryan, and stream moderator, Sammy Boy, for boosting the Discord server and really helping out with that. Link's going to be in the description. Make sure to join. It's a really awesome time over there. Going into the episode, though, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of news, catching up on kind of all those leaks that come out with big patches, uh, recapping the quest, talking about the Season 7 Legend, introducing a new segment called Priorities, and wrapping up with some questions. But before we do any of that, let's dive into some five-star reviews. First review is coming from Tony Baloney. Five stars, of course. I've been listening to this podcast for a few months now, and I really enjoy it. What I enjoy most about this is the informative content they push out on a weekly basis, and they are just really easy to listen to. Originally, I was listening to a different Apex podcast, but over time, I realized the host didn't know what they were talking about. Keep it up. Much appreciated. Ooh. Putting somebody on blast though a little bit, huh? Man, that was kind of dirty, but you know, we try our best. We We're try. Here. We're staying consistent. I'm glad that you enjoy the show, Tony. That means a lot. Definitely. Next review coming from OZZI. Five stars. Found you guys last week and I've been listening to y'all at work and I love y'all's chemistry and commentary. Great insights into my favorite game at the moment. Started playing mid-season five and I've loved it so far. Have found great success using Bloodhound, but feeling like in these five months I've been playing, I've started to plateau, and my gameplay is suffering somewhat, mostly due to not having a team to communicate with. Could use some tips if y'all got any. Thank you for the review, mm-hmm. and that's a very good uh, question. Almost, you know, this experience of plateauing, I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, a lot of it is very much related to skill-based matchmaking which Shay and I are now experts and all of our Patreon supporters are also experts. Great episode, have to plug it. But yeah, I think joining the Discord and getting some serious squad mates mm-hmm. is really going to be the best bet for you. Um, but also right now we got all sorts of different game modes to be playing. You know, the LTM, hopefully we continue to have those on rotation. And so just mixing it up, duos, trios, ranked, LTM. There's a lot to do to kind of get out of that uh that pl- plateau like you're saying definitely join the discord join the patreon i think that's the best way obviously it's the honest truth <laughs> let's dive into the news so we got a lot of news today and pretty much we're going to be talking about a lot of leaks so i just want to preface this and say pretty much every leak we're going to be talking about is coming from the twitter user at Shrukle, except for one thing which i will f- clarify who that is from Uh, But obviously his stuff's going to be in the description. Make sure to check him out. Give him a follow. We absolutely love him. And he supplies so much information to this community. The first thing we're going to be talking about, though, 
is the new released Champions Edition of Apex Legends. It's $40, and with this Champions Edition, you unlock all Legends up to Season 7. It's kind of interesting. We'll get into it in a second, but you also get three exclusive Legendary Weapon skins, three exclusive Legendary Legend skins, and with these skins and Legends, with the Legends costing 750 coins each, and the skins costing around 1,800 coins each, you're getting a combined value of over $160 worth of coins just based off of cosmetics. It's a pretty dang good deal. I'm really happy they're introducing this. It also comes with a gold Nessie charm and a thousand additional Apex coins, which is really cool. Uh, the trailer dropped for this yesterday. It's two minutes of just absolute glory narrated by Mirage. It's a great way to catch up on the story of Apex Legends. It also had a little hint, the next legend, by showcasing the silhouette at the end and Mirage starting the name of the legend, which sounds like he starts it with a little bit of an H, but we're going to dive into that later. But just this addition in of itself is really cool to see. It almost seems like it's very much for new players. What are your thoughts on this one? I absolutely love it. You know, not a week really goes by without somebody asking, you know, which legend should I unlock? Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart because they're not playing the same game that I'm playing. I can, you know, pick whoever I want, mess around, enjoy all the legends. And the fact that uh, some players and maybe most players don't have that because they didn't start playing at the very beginning makes me sad. And this I love because I think it's a really great deal Mm -hmm. and it just gets you right into the action. And I I think it's really cool and exciting. And the fact that it's going to release potentially uh, with this next big season and Mm -hmm. all these sorts of big drops, uh, including maybe Steam. Be awesome. I think there's a lot of potential there. So I'm very excited for it. You know, I'm not really into spending a bunch of money for a free game. But with this, I think it's a really good deal for a really top-end game. I wish we had an affiliate link. Yeah, I do Because I want to <laughs> sell this thing. I really think that it's a really cool thing, and the skins are awesome. Yeah, I think I would seriously recommend this to anyone that is new to the game. Skins are great, and having all the legends makes the game a lot more fun. Next leak is arena mode which is kind of some code that's been found by our guy shrekel he speculates that it could be a skull town based flashpoint style healing mode maybe in like this smaller condensed area potentially in the tdm style we know team amosis was talking about really liking that is this something you'd want to see added to the game i think this permanent basis really really Mm -hmm. really really cool um you know we go back and forth a lot talking about just can the playlist handle these kind of things? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the LTMs and even adding duos kind of uh, makes me nervous, but more so it's for those PC players. Mm-hmm. And if Steam comes in as able to inject a lot of uh, players into it, I think this would be an awesome new thing that would really throw back to the uh, Winter Express. Mm-hmm. And I'm really liking Flashpoint. So... I, I think this is a really awesome idea. Anything that could be TDM style would be so fun just because if there really is an injection of new players, that game mode style is going to be able to increase your skill level so much quicker than the BR itself will because you'll be able to get into so many more gunfights in a shorter period of time. It would just be just the best place to not only compete but also practice. Exactly. You know, getting those reps in is just really, really cool. So I'd be very excited to see this. This is the biggest piece of news we've ever covered on the show. Um, 
Arrow ammo using weapons have been leaked. We officially have two of them with names. The first one being Gemini. It's from the very first uh, dev stream trailer. And it's an art station post that we talked about a long time ago briefly when we were kind of fiddling around with the idea of a bow and arrow. But now we also have it in the files and another weapon in the files that uses the arrow ammo called a bow. And that was seen in the most recent dev stream. And there are three ammo variants for these arrows. So there's just plain base arrow and then arrow specials one and arrow specials two. I like this would be a really good weapon type and we've talked a lot about explosive rounds as being something that's been rumored to come to the games for a while. I feel like this would be so much better than having explosive rounds in the game. Like a bow and arrow is very much normally a higher skill cap weapon just because you know it's going to be more similar to that wingman probably where it's like single shot harder to hit which is just to me is of an enjoyable spirit experience compared to explosives, grenades and rocket launchers yeah i I think this is a very exciting thing um i'm curious about how it does come into the game if it's you know on the ground or if it's tied to a legend Mm -hmm. i will say that there's been a lot of talk about suppressors for over a year now yeah um and we know that sound is very important you know i hear shots i you know exactly know where to pinpoint that um there is the potential that an arrow and a bow um would be nearly silent mm-hmm. is not a guarantee there are sometimes games that uh make those arrows kind of loud but it's a possibility in a gun-based game mm-hmm. so could really add a whole different uh audio element to the game would be cool uh additionally we have a leaked name for the gun from an older dev trailer it was maybe we'll throw a picture on the instagram story because the gun itself looks absolutely amazing from the dev trailer. It's just this huge weapon. And so now we have the official code and the name for it, and it's called the 3030, which is potentially named after the first 3030 Winchester-level action rifle. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand with the whole leak of the marksman rifle. Is it a gun slash hop-up? That is supposedly one of the reasons the Sentinel uh, was broken and removed from the game for a little bit while they're working to fix that. Where do you think a marksman rifle slides in in Apex? I do not know. Yeah. I honestly don't because I see, you know, the Sentinel as the bolt action, mm-hmm. you know, marksman rifle. And if it's a lever action, I think that's, you know, potentially a little bit faster, kind of like the G7. I also would be shocked to see yet another sniper. So I'm shocked that this is maybe the direction that the game is going. We don't know the, uh, like how fast it could be coming. Mm-hmm. But I will also say that if we get another gun this season, I will be flabbergasted. Oh yeah. Just Most because definitely. they've tried to tell me that I shouldn't be expecting a gun. I shouldn't be expecting it. And if we get another sniper, I will be very shocked. It could be interesting. Like there's so many smaller map style game modes that we've experienced from COD and all those other things like gun game and stuff. And so like maybe there's something like, it's like that where it'll be like a temporary weapon in a different mode or something. It would be very interesting to see how it would fit in to the current loot pool though. Like the G7 is a monster and kind of is the quote unquote like marksman rifle in a way. The thing used to be a sniper and now it's an AR. Um, and so if this thing needs to compete with that weapon, that's a tall task to do. It definitely is. Um, 
It's interesting though. Yeah. Now we have some Halloween mode changes to look forward to and just the Halloween event in general. Um, so we have the Shadow Royale event and I'm going to read out the description that was linked, leaked for that one. An alternate dimension where Revenant runs the Apex games, but with a dark twist, all slain legends will respawn in a powerful shadow form to exact vengeance on their killers and help their remaining teammates. Terrorize other squads and protect your own infinite shadow lives. But once all living legends in your squad are killed, you're done for good. Activity in this limited time mode counts towards XP and event challenges only. Career stats will not be affected. It's going to be really cool. It seems like you're going to be able to protect your team as the shadow, you know, versus last year you were just chasing around everyone living and it was very much like zombies mode. Um, the shadows also have additional abilities this time around. You can wall run, double jump, uh, regen health on finishers and regen in general. And you can also revive your own teammates as a shadow. Shrickle also mentioned that people were leaving a lot once they became a shadow last year. And so now if your teammates leave after dying, you get a pet shadow prowler that protects you. There's a long list of names for them. Uh, we got Cuddles, Licky Pants, and Wolfie as a couple examples. Uh, just a bunch of really funny ones. How's this mode sound to you, though? It sounds exquisite. I'm very excited. You know, we enjoyed uh, the last Halloween event mm-hmm. um, just because it was so unique uh, and the movement in the shadow mode was super fun. I think what they're doing to change it seems like a lot of effort and a lot of thought has gone on to it. And I'm very excited. Like, I think the whole mechanic is going to be a lot more team focused. I think you're still going to have all the the fun stuff from last year, but just so much more. And the fact that we could begin these pets and the fact that the end rings are going to be pretty uh, easy to understand. It's not just going to be waves and waves. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. In addition, with the Halloween mode, we're going to be seeing the old Halloween skins come back with some really awesome recolors of them during this event, and that's going to all start on October 22nd, supposedly. Next piece of news, Pathfinder fans rejoice. We had the bug fix, and you know, at the start of this whole uh, update to him and the patch, we had the whole issue with his arm being stuck in the frame after you grappled and you had to climb to pretty much get out of it. It's a really good fix. I'm glad they finally did it. You have some thoughts to share, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I would say, you know, they did change a lot about Pathfinder. Uh, revisiting the dev stream where they spoke to uh, the changes that they were making uh, prior to the bug being uh, actualized in-game. Uh, but essentially, they're saying that even though Pathfinder's uh, tactical cooldown was increased by 20 seconds, 15 to 35 um, and even giving his passive to the rest of the recon legends, he has not been effectively brought down, which is honestly very shocking to both Shay and I, because everyone that we know uh, kind of abandoned Pathfinder. But according to the devs, that honestly was not true. There was an initial shock to the system, but then he was right back to number two, just below Wraith. Um, You know, and this is a very interesting thing because I think we can all agree as a community that Pathfinder has been beaten down repeatedly. Mm -hmm. But the devs did say that they do not want to continue attacking Path Grapple or Wraith's tactical phase ability because that's why people play them. And so if they continue to suppress that, it's not going to be fun anymore. Um, That being said, 
they are kind of looking at other ways to bring them down. You know, mm-hmm. the recent Wraith changes to the running animation. But all that being said, I just wanted to add that I've been playing a little bit of Path, and I think that he's feeling really great now. I've really liked the grapple changes. Um, you know, even though, despite the fact that the new mechanic does create an even longer cooldown for the super grapples, mm-hmm. I think that it's all well worth it because mm-hmm. I really like having 20, 25 second grapples. I think that's exactly where he should be. And I'm able to use him really, really well in that place. So I think Pathfinder's back. I'm excited. Interesting thoughts from the devs, but that's the update. Yep, yep. The OG fans know I am the biggest Pathfinder guy in the freaking world. You know, we got him. I'm his, he's my icon on Discord. Gotta love Pathy. Gotta love all the love that he's getting right now. Um, yeah, and I think it's definitely all very much helped out his kit, for sure. Next piece of news, we could potentially be seeing vehicles in the next map. This one is coming from the leaker Bias12, and he is leaking a hover bike is potentially in the codes. Uh, there was a special effect code for hover bike engine found, and a hover bike charm matching Octane's gold skin was also found. What do you think about this? We've spoken at length about vehicles off the air. I don't know. I don't know how much we should share about this. It's obviously still a leak, nothing confirmed or anything, but it just alters so much of Apex if we were to see some sort of vehicle. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. The leaks always have to be taken with a grain of salt. Things change all the time. Um, going a little bit deeper into what the leak was, uh, was it was an SFX, mm-hmm. okay? And they interpreted that to be a special effect. Could have been a sound effect. Right now, we have vehicles all over both mm-hmm. maps. we got trucks and tanks and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so it's possible that it could be just a static item that doesn't move and makes sound. But we also have to ask, is it even possible? And we get the question pretty frequently, mm-hmm. you know, should Titans come into the game? Should vehicles come into the games? Because a lot of other BRs do. Um, but I'm saying is probably not very likely. Mm-hmm. And if it is going to happen, then it would nearly guarantee a much, much larger map next season. Yeah, it would change a lot. And we've been saying for a while that our favorite thing about Apex is the gunplay, is the movement, and any time spent driving around in a car just kind of takes away from that. And that's, I think, what makes Apex such a great BR. And so that's where I think Henry and I are on the scale of, like, it would be a little unfortunate in a way if it was added. It would definitely take away from the movement and just not be the same feel. And even the jump towers, and we'll get to this next legend a little bit, but it would kind of make that a lot less uh, possible as well. I also was speaking to Shay off air about, you know, if you start, if you put a vehicle onto Kings Canyon, it would really not fit. You can't mm-hmm. drive across that map. It's too hilly. It's got too many obstacles. And so it would, vehicles would probably come into a new map and that map would have to be very, very different from everything we'd ever seen. So it would be a titanic shift in the game. But what we've been saying on this show for, you know, a couple months now, discussing this potential urban Olympus map, we do think that vehicles have a place uh, as autonomous transit, Mm -hmm. like the supply ship. So things that kind of move around. Perhaps vehicles in a city map could be an autonomous, kind of like micro train that moves by themselves and you can hop on, hop off. 
possible. I, I like it. I like it for sure. Next piece of news. Shroud says Apex Legends is the best BR out right now. Really awesome to hear from someone that is very well respected in the gaming community. He did call out the slow devs a little bit and just because the community demand for content is higher than what uh, they can put out right now. And so maybe that might be part of why he's not playing the game. We've talked about how it's like, you know, he's just a CSGO guy, just that kind of gameplay style. But it is very good to see a very popular big time streamer praising Apex for the first time in what feels like a while. Totally true. And we're going to wrap up the news by giving a couple tips for Flashpoint to anyone that wants to grind out a couple extra wins of Flashpoint here at the end. Yeah, hopefully it's not too late because we couldn't really do this uh, last week when it came out just because we didn't have enough experience. But holy cow, I'm very much enjoying the mode. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a couple tips that we've gathered uh, through playing and winning a few is the ring is that always be closing ring. Mm -hmm. And that first round where it's always closing, you cannot be touching that ring. It's It's a serious ring. It's like a round four, round five ring. It's instant death. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. But the final ring closure is very different than what you might be used to. There is no ring. After everything shrinks into that final ring, then there's a countdown, then it shrinks all the way. There's no circle Mm -hmm. of happiness in the middle you're all just in the zone but that zone is like a round two zone Mm -hmm. so you don't have to take it super seriously but it's good stuff to know like we we kind of had maybe an l taken potentially on stream last week because we didn't understand that that final ring uh was not serious. Mm. And so we could have stayed back. No, I think it was vice versa where we went, we had to rotate through the powerful zone because we had gone, we'd been in the last zone and been like, oh, this zone's nothing in this round. And so then we tried to rotate through that zone while it was in the always be closing phase and we just got wiped by it. That's true. We learned the lesson so that you don't have to. Exactly. The next tip we have is Wraith is really, really useful for those final ranks. Yeah, we won a um, game straight up because of it. Definitely something to have on the squad. Um, probably ever. We're not breaking any <laughs> crazy news or anything, but Wraith is good. You've heard it here first. Um, then Phoenix kits can be crafted at replicators. And incredible to know. Very, very good information, okay? If you watched the last stream, you knew this almost a week before everybody else (laughs) because we discovered it and we were freaking out. So very nice to actually have healables in a mode that does not have any healables. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing. Very good. (laughs) And then the last thing is, you've probably already realized if you've played by now, but that final ring has two care packages drop uh, about in the middle of the game. And that is a very big incentive Mm -hmm. to get there fast or even drop there because I've done that and start off a game with a Kraber R9 or a PK. Yep. And that's really awesome as the people come in and you just have these care package weapons. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are on Flashpoint and the Discord. Uh, It's awesome to talk about that new game modes with people and we're just enjoying the heck out of it. So I hope you guys are too. We'll probably play it even a little bit more on stream coming up this week. Before we get into the next thing, though, we're going to recap the quest. Yeah, so, you know, last season, uh, we dedicated an entire episode to this. Um, We actually committed a lot of 
airtime to lore and legend lore mm-hmm. and the quest. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So we broke down every quest mission by mission. Yeah. Like there was a lot going on in the last quest. There was. <laughs> and we still wanted to do that same thing for this season. And so it's been on our list of mm-hmm. topics to cover to recap this whole quest for you guys. Um, and so I can just tell you that it's not going to be as long. Mm-hmm. But we still want to go through point by point what's gone down. So without any further ado, end of season five. We had Loba and Revenant forming some sort of truce in order to come together to seek out the source code. Ash was also revealed and welcomed us to Olympus. I love being welcomed to Olympus. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was but really the, nice. Both of these kind of conclusions to last season's lore were kind of cliffhangers. You know, I liked that Revenant was finally brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't really know what the point is because we kind of can think a step ahead and think, well, the source code can't really be actually destroyed because that would kill Revenant. So, but we were very excited to find out in the next quest. Exactly. So, season six, we introduced a new legend, Rampart, who was brought into the games personally by the commissioner, Kubin Blisk. We also got some map changes to World Edge that revolved around a huge rocket with an unknown purpose. Yep. So that was kind of the intro to the new season. Not really a continuation, but we have a new legend, potentially a new story. Exciting. And this season, we have comics instead of playable levels and then pages and pages of story. Mm-hmm. So in the comic book quest, We centered around the comical relationship between Mirage and Rampart, while Pathfinder explored a romance with Ash. Ash was contacted by Blisk and supposedly reactivated for a purpose that is still unknown. Exciting. Exciting. Short and sweet. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, all that was discovered about the rocket was that Hammond is moving it someplace, and that Rampart's weapons which are modded versions of the guns in Apex, were loaded into it without her permission. Weird. Sus. And the destination or purpose of this rocket is still unknown after the quest. So. There was not a lot going on, if we're being completely honest. And more so in that it didn't do what we were expecting and that we didn't learn anything more about Loba and Rev and Bangalore and what was going on there. And, you know, the writers came out and said that they had to cut that stuff for other reasons. And we don't know any of that. Um, and so we were a little disappointed on that front. I think we still enjoyed this. It was just more fun and casual rather than a way to continue and build the lore behind Apex and this story. We still know very little about Ash. We know very little about Blisk just from these comics. So it was a very interesting quest. That is for sure. Yeah, we pretty much left the quest with more questions than answers. And that was a bit disappointing. But we're excited because a lot of fun stuff is on the horizon. And it could be a really cool lore transition to finish out this year. I see what you did there. Before we get into talking about the next legend, here's a word from our sponsors. The Good Games Podcast is brought to you by Henry and Shay. Hopefully you like those two guys by now. 
From our success covering Apex Legends, we have sought out to create a new project talking about all good games. In all seriousness, if you want to hear Henry and I cover games from Rogue Company to Assassin's Creed, check out the link in the description to hear about all the new good games. Welcome back. Now we're going to get into kind of the main juice of the episode, talking about the Season 7 Legend. Um, just to kind of preface this, um, the next legend each season is always a mystery. Uh, but thanks to the team at Respawn and a combination of data miners, we can speculate a pretty good amount about this upcoming legend. And we're going to be talking about two legends today, but obviously with everything that happened yesterday, we're talking a lot about Horizon. With that though, we were expecting to see Valk this season and have both Valk and Horizon as separate legends in the next seven names leaked. So there are a lot of people talking about how these are the same people, but, and we were always thought, you know, Valk was the next in line and the leaked picture of legends, but obviously, you know, it's just a leak, so nothing can be conclusive. We don't know how they test legends. Right now with everything happening, all the signs are pointing towards Horizon, but regardless of what happens, it's really cool to see Respawn team bamboozling some of these data miners one way or another. But really, we have two legends. One was supposed to come out in Season 10, Horizon. One in Season 7, Valk. And now we might be seeing that switch theoretically. But it is worth noting that they're teasing this legend way earlier than usual, which means there's time for so many fun twists and turns to happen with the legends. Henry and I are kind of hoping, though, they're teasing the legend earlier so they have time to tease a new map in the next couple of weeks after this whole legend tease comes down. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. I think that everything that you're seeing right now from data miners and, you know, even from us, uh, is very much up in the air. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I don't, I'm definitely not very confident in what's going on right now. Even though everybody has a great track record, I definitely suspect some bamboozling and I'm excited to see what happens. And I hope that Shay and I are right that we're getting this a little earlier, and then in the coming uh, four or five weeks before season seven, we're going to get some pretty cool little teasers for something big. That would be the hope. So now we're going to talk about the abilities speculated for these legends. We're going to start with Horizon, just because that's the mo- she's the most teased right now in the actual game, and then we're going to talk about the Valk abilities that we have spoken about already on the pod, but we just want to bring a little reminder to them. So starting with the speculate abilities from Code Fragments for Horizon. These are coming from Shrupgol. The passive, soft landing. Avoid fall stuns and gain some beneficial buff upon landing. Should we go break these down one by one or do you yeah. want to read through all of them? Let's okay. go one by one. This is an interesting one. Henry and I have had so many talks about passives recently. And it's just another one of those passives that is not so much constantly always going on we've spoken a lot about how like we kind of like want another one of those lifeline style passives that is it's just impactful in a way that we haven't seen in a while yeah it, it's definitely not what i would see as like a really strong top tier passive um but it is interesting you know these last couple of legends we've seen very very different passive abilities you know mm-hmm. rampart's ability being completely tied to the weapons that she chooses to carry 
is very specific. And we've said in breaking her down that it doesn't really force her into that Mm -hmm. play style, but it does encourage that. This passive certainly encourages you to be above your enemies Mm -hmm. uh, in some way or to be high. Again, mm-hmm. especially like you're kind of you're taking high ground. You, um, it, let's talk a little bit about the whole beneficial buff because I just want to say, uh, not having a stun when you fall, I do not think that affects gameplay really at all. I, I think it's avoidable with a melee, and I don't think that it's an actual passive. So, the there's actually people that this, have timed it out that if there's theoretically nothing, it's going to be a two second advantage over meleeing when you hit the ground. So it could be something, but it's going to be so situational in that you'd have to be dropping off with somebody else, and then you gain that advantage. So the beneficial buff on landing is definitely where there could be impact if it was going to be a great passive weather. And yeah. we've talked a little bit about a stun, maybe. That's kind of like the first thing that comes to mind, like ground pound is very much a video game ability in general. Is that too good, though, in a way? You know, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. It goes against everything that the passive is named. Yeah. Soft landing. Exactly. So having a sort of like concussive effect might be a little bit out there, but it would definitely make it worthwhile to play that way, to mm-hmm. get above people and drop on them in order to have some sort of arc star or concussive effect. That would be pretty cool. Other beneficial buffs, I'm not sure if they would be cool enough, you know, if it healed you a little bit to fall from a high place. I'm not sure. So I've heard uh, second jump. So like if you jump off of something, depending on how high you were, when you land, if you jump again, the higher you jump from, the higher you will then jump a second time if you go back to back. Interesting. Which is just so like a built-in jump pad on the ground in a way, single jump. But it would obviously be a lot shorter than a jump pad in probably ninety percent of situations. That's interesting. But like you said, it's called soft landing. So, and then again, these can all be changed. You know, we'll go into the tactical now, which is repulsor, and this one's name is very much up in the air. Uh, Because we have now on the map the gravity lifts. And so some people are thinking this is going to be altered and changed to like gravity lift or gravity pulse as the name. But essentially the code reads displaces and elevates players near a point of contact. And so there's potential that this ability is being teased with the new event track line when you activate the gravity well. And when you do that from the device, a laser beam shoots up that creates a torrent of wind that players can ride on, sending them up into the air. And this would be a pretty cool tactical if it matched what was happening right now in the game. And we've seen abilities be teased in game, you know, a long time ago. We had Octane jump pads in the game before Octane was here. So it would be interesting if they went about it this way. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about this tactical and how it would work. You know, we've now been able to kind of potentially experience this ability in game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you are vulnerable when just floating straight up into the air. But the fact that it does go pretty high allows you to get some sneaky high ground, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And it's not just for you in theory, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, And so you could get your entire team up on top of a building or on top of a wall without using an ultimate. You know, how does that compare to a zipline? 
not really sure right now. Mm-hmm. Zipline is a little bit more uh, uh, versatile. Oh, you can go from a lot further away. This is like a straight up, essentially. You have to be right next to the wherever you want to go. Yeah, so I think it has the strengths of being a tactical that's used by the whole team. Mm-hmm. Nice. But also the weaknesses of being very situational. But then also coming around and giving you the opportunity to jump off of it and have some sort of like aggressive mobility with mm-hmm. this tactical. But I think it remains to be seen. I'm not convinced this is going to be like a savage ability. Yeah. But it certainly has me intrigued. It could have some really fun plays. You know, I could see it being used to even like block doors in a like emergency situation, kind of like a silence does in a way, uh, depending on obviously the duration that it would stick around. Uh but yeah, it could have some really fun plays and either way, if it was the ability that is, you know, happening right now in Apex, I will say there's going to be some really sick clips with this one, whether it be really good or not. Yeah, I can just picture if, you know, at least in the beginning of the season, if this comes in, you know, every team will be running mm-hmm. uh, this legend. We might have some serious verticality in those final rings. Yeah. You know, like multiple people on these hitting each other mm-hmm. at, you know, sky's heights. So could be exciting stuff on the way for Apex. Could be fun. Let's talk about the ultimate now, which is coded as Black Hole. Sucks in and damages nearby enemies. First thing that I think Henry and I thought of immediately was the Titanfall 2 Gravity Star. We are absolutely huge Titanfall people and the whole sucking people in Immediately, I thought of just throwing these gravity stars at grunts and seeing these guys get absolutely sucked in. And it is a powerful, powerful grenade. And so if that's the connection, it could be a very exciting ability. Yeah. You know, anything that forcibly takes away your mobility is something that definitely makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a very, very strong ability especially if it has a fast activation. Definitely. You know? So if you can pin people down, you know, that's getting up there with what really a flashbang would do. Kind of an insta-kill. Mm-hmm. You use this and it's pretty much game over. Somebody can't get away. Um, so I, I definitely think that it could be a really good legend. And Shay and I have discussed again and again on air and off air that we want to see a legend that's very, very strong. Yeah. We want this game to be shaken up by something new something fresh something that a legend comes in and they're already good they don't really need a rework they don't Mm -hmm. need a buff they're really strong people have a great incentive to play them that's what we want to see and we really haven't seen that um, for the past three legends right off the rip well it's just interesting because a lot of other games do have this they nerf the new stuff that they bring in quite often because it comes in overpowered and I think that would be less frustrating to people than having this awesome new shiny toy and then in a week realizing, oh, I'm not going to be able to use this for another three and a half, four months. Like, it's frustrating for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. The black hole, last thing I'll say about it is it could be really interesting to see if it is like a throwable thing or if based off of the character model that we've seen, if it's going to be something that is like on her back that like is an area of effect off of her. Because that could then be really interesting in the usage of it as an incredibly close-range character. Yeah, and the extent of, you know, what that damage means, Yeah, I, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? We have damage-dealing ultimates, 
but how something like this would work where it not only takes it does some damage, but it also takes away that mobility. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what this could look like in practice. I'm excited to see what comes out in the future. Let's talk a bit about the Horizon Test Subjects mini event that started yesterday. Uh, to do this, you must complete three challenges to activate the gravity lifts on each map. Uh, so the challenges are deal 10 damage while in midair, then get 10 knockdowns, and outlive 120 opponents. After doing this, you must grab the key in the firing range and then activate gravity lifts on different maps in a certain order. The rewards for the challenges are then a badge and some form of story or lore. Uh, you know, Once you complete all these challenges, you have access to the firing range panel, and it'll show you a portion of a clip that leads up to a big reveal. Um, not going to spoil it. You know, It's a very, very cool thing. Definitely go do it yourself. Have a great time. It's going to be really cool. We try to stay away from too much of the big time big time spoilers when it is currently available for the person we love speculation though yeah and i'll just say again this is very early Mm -hmm. for these awesome in-game teasers so i have my guard up you know i'm prepared for something Mm -hmm. like it's been a long time since we got forged Mm -hmm. so just be careful out there don't anybody get like emotionally attached or anything you know i will say lining up the names you know, Horizon matches the picture of the leaked uh, legend that we might begin in season 10. Mm-hmm. She also kind of is what we're looking at now in these teases. The accent, that Scottish accent, mm-hmm. very much lines up with Valk or Valkyrie, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. It could be the same person, could be totally different. The abilities are certainly different. I think that's what we're getting into in a few minutes here. Yeah. We also have three leaked finishers for Horizon. Repulsor Push, Grenade Up and Down, and Black Hole. These are all on Strickle's Twitter. Watch the Black Hole one. It's absolutely awesome. Reminds me of, you know, Watson's uh, electrical destruction thing. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely go check that one out. It's really cool. And another cool thought from Twitter on from the guy Frozen Fro. Great follow if you're into Apex lore at all. It makes Blisk's last line from the end of the Season 6 trailer a little bit more interesting, where Blisk ends the trailer with saying, something big is on the horizon. And so that's a little bit fun. You know, Apex is very purposeful with everything that they do uh, with those little things. So it could be really interesting to see how this all connects. Yeah, and so going into kind of what Valk's previously leaked abilities are from Bias 12, um, this is kind of what we were talking about back um, in the previous season when we weren't sure uh, mm-hmm. who was coming out Rampart or Valk. But essentially, the tactical is a cluster missile, which fires a rocket that explodes multiple times. A yeah. damage-dealing tactical could be pretty scary. Reminds me of the, you know, very much from Titanfall and the uh, Salvo missiles, mm-hmm. I think that's is what correct. they're called. It could be really, really cool. Yeah, that, that's a much different tactical uh, than what we're seeing for uh, Horizon. Mm-hmm. And then we have the passive being VTOL jets, uh, hold jump to initiate VTOL jets, allowing hovering in the air. Um, this is what we were really excited about, you know, a different level of mobility, this mm-hmm. hover effect, you know, you're able to not take fall damage from any height. And so you could jump off of one of the big diving boards, hover, line up those shots. Um, could be pretty cool. You could be on a zip line, jump off, hover, you know, have some pretty cool plays. Uh, 
Yeah, Hover is always fun, and I love the ability in Titanfall too. So I was really excited to see how it works. I uh, would, I am, and would be concerned with the lack of use for it just because of the lack of you know double jump and the wall running and, and apex. And so it would be a little bit more situational, but I still love Hover in games, so it could be really cool. And then the ultimate being Skyward. Press once to prepare for launch. Teammates can interact with Valk to join the launch. Press again to launch into the air and skydive. So having an ultimate that actually gives you that redeploy uh, is what Valk has uh, leaked to yeah. be able to do. We talked about how this might be the best getaway ability we've ever seen in previous uh, episodes. And so it could be really, really good if this was actually an ability for a legend. No doubt about it. Yeah, you know, we were discussing previously that this kind of is very uh, maybe game-breaking to a battle royale that has a ring because Mm -hmm. essentially you could be fighting in the ring for a lot longer and be able to redeploy anywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. Could it come to the game? Maybe not. Um, What are your thoughts? Do you think that Valk is this or is Valk Horizon and Horizon is completely separate? My thought would be based off everything read and all these tweets and such is that these are two different characters, Horizon with the abilities we mentioned earlier, Valk with these abilities, even though they do share a little bit of similarity, but just based off the leaks and what Bias has been saying and Trickle's been saying, it seems like they were expecting Horizon Season 10, Valk Season 7, and for whatever reason, we're now getting Horizon teases right now, which means maybe we are getting her. It could be cool. It'd be interesting to hear if they ever shared why they would switch them out of curiosity. Yeah, you know, my gut is kind of puzzled. But what (laughs) I think is we're getting teased Horizon. We're getting this repulsor. The rest of the kit doesn't really make sense to me. Even the repulsor, I think, is kind of weird. I don't get it. And so I think we're getting bamboozled. And I think we're getting Valk on time, as expected. We're going to be able to hover. Not sure about the whole rest of the kit, but I'm not convinced that Horizon is actually going to be in this game. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, once you fin- once we finish all these things, we're going to see an awesome character either way, no doubt. Time to get into a new segment called Priorities for the Attachments. Henry, take this one away. So this is a new segment. Uh, where we explore our thoughts on loot decisions so that maybe you can learn what you need to make a weapon competitive and the order in which you should be seeking or requesting items from your squad mates. And like Shay said, the first uh, iteration of this new segment, Priorities, is going to focus on attachments. And this week, we're just going to be breaking down all of the assault rifles and kind of the order of priority that you're going to be wanting to seek out these attachments. Um, if this is at all useful or interesting to you, you know, drop us a message on Instagram or join the Discord and just speak about it because we love to continue stuff like this. Uh, the by the numbers uh, has gotten a lot of positive feedback, and this is kind of something that is maybe similar, maybe not. So let us know if this is an interesting conversation. I like it. I like it for sure because it's a question that's asked a lot. For sure. So first assault rifle is going to be the R301. And the order of priority is you're going to want that XN mm-hmm. Then, because you have the option to get a barrel stabilizer, that's going to be number two. Then a sight, then a stop. The barrel stabilizer and the mag 
you can play this game to the end with this gun. If you have both those, you don't even need the sight or stock. The barrel stabilizer is something that really separates these light guns and can make them so easy to use for people. But a common thread here is definitely going to be, we like magazines for sure. Yeah, and you know, the assault rifles are all pretty uh, basic weapons. You know, they are very much the general uh, gun in kind of any shooter game. And Mm -hmm. so there's not going to be a ton of variability in here. Um, if we do, if we continue this segment and we introduce different uh, classes of weapons, you might see a lot more changes. Um, but before we go forward, uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And the question of what is a stock and what does a stock <laughs> actually do? Because a lot of the times I make fun of people that are being like, I need a stock. I need a stock. Mm-hmm. Well, do you really? Do you even know what a stock does? So what a stock does is it decreases the time it takes for you to pull up your weapon or to swap your weapon. Mm -hmm. And if you can feel that or not is an interesting thing. You can't really. (laughs) I will say that a purple stock, so the best of the best, decreases that time by 35%. And so we're talking like fractions of a second just to be able to do that animation in general. And so the, you know, the benefit that the stock has is kind of negligible. And so it's really last on our list for all these assault rifles, just because it doesn't give you as much of an edge as more bullets or a better sight in order to get more yeah. shots on target. So interesting about the stock. Maybe you guys already knew that. Maybe you didn't. It's kind of a cool thing. Stock. Yes, it is a lootable item. Is it critical to have you be fully set up? Maybe not. Definitely. Next, we have the flat line. With the flat line, we are going with the mag first and then going to the sight. And of course, coming in last place, we have the stock. You know, with these full auto ARs, more bullets is going to equal a better chance to kill people. And so the mag is very much going to be highly valued. You know, Flatline doesn't have the barrel stabilizer attachment either, and that sight is coming in at number two, just because, like Henry, just lectured you guys all about the stock. That's it. And then we have the hemlock. Kind of same old song. Mag first, then the barrel, because it has the option, then the sight, then the stock. You know, the barrel stabilizer is a really incredible attachment, and the fact that the hemlock is able to get it just makes it a much better gun. And essentially, What that barrel stabilizer offers is increased range. Mm -hmm. The flat line is outranged by the R301 because it doesn't have the same controllable recoil. And the fact that the hemlock kind of competes there with the flat line and gives you that range definitely uh, makes you kind of question, you know, is the flat line a worthy weapon because it can have this attachment? That's kind of up for you to debate. Uh, but yeah, that's the hemlock. And I really think that having that gold barrel stabilizer on there, oh. like we did the other day oh, man. in the crafting, I was enjoying having a gold barrel on every weapon. I, I was had. enjoying that too. It was a fantastic day. Now we're getting in some more fun stuff and we're going to dive into the havoc. So for the havoc, we have the turbocharger at number one, which kind of goes against, you know, we've been talking about the mag size and such, but with the havoc you are going to notice such an incredible difference when having that turbocharger on it versus not. 
We then have the magazine coming at second, the site at third, and the stock at the end of the group, unfortunately. What else is there to say about this gun? It's not yeah. what it used to be, but the turbocharger and mag definitely still make it viable at times. The fact that this season the mag gave you the ability to have 36 bullets in the clip again mm -hmm. is incredibly shocking to me because in the previous season it got nerfed to only have 28. Yep. Period. No mag. So I was very shocked by that. I will say that even though that is true and the turbocharger is back, the Havoc has definitely fallen out of favor, at least with us. Definitely has. And the fact that the turbo is just so darn rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been trying to use the Havoc more and because I feel bad for it mainly. It's pity usage. <laughs> it's pity usage. I'm sorry, but it's, it's not what it used to be. And I was using the Havoc with Rampart which I think is very, very advisable mm -hmm. because the amped cover and being in a fixed position allows you to counter that charge-up time, kind of like how a gun shield would counter it in the past. Um, and I was enjoying it, but I think I still stand by that fact that you really can't be using this as a primary gun out there in the real world, not behind a wall or an arm shield <laughs> without the turbo. It just can't compete with the other ARs. And part of the problem for me with the Havoc is if I have the turbocharger in the mag, I'm dropping it for the devotion whenever I see it because I can get the barrel stabilizer on it and I'm mm -hmm. willing to live with the slightly decrease in mobility to have the barrel stabilizer and the increased accuracy and the gigantic mag size. And so that's a bit why that Havoc has fallen a bit out of favor, I think, for me personally. Yeah, I agree. It's just in kind of a tricky spot. It's in limbo right now. I, we know if the Havoc's accurate, it's an amazing weapon. Deals great damage. It's just that it's now very difficult to get it with the turbo and then still difficult now in actual gameplay. It was a god gun in season four when yeah. it needed no attachments mm -hmm. to outperform every other gun. Like it was it our was favorite incredible. gun early drop. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah. And a last AR for the day, the G7, the third party's favorite. Um, this one's a bit subjective, um, but I hope I you guys see where we're subjective. coming from. <laughs> so first you need the sight. Okay. G7 iron sights are really poor. Um, I have had success without them, but I definitely hear that uh, it is a very critical attachment. So number one, we're actually going to go with the site over the mag as number two, which is the most impactful light extended mag in the game. Definitely. It increases the clip size by 50%, going from 10 without a mag to 15 with a common mag. A huge difference. That's the only reason I said it was subjective, because the mag is so impactful that even if you can't hit any shots without a sight, mm -hmm. getting 50% more shots is probably going to help. I'm but, telling you, using the G7 without a sight for me feels like I'm throwing darts in a dark room. Dang. <laughs> yeah, it's a common thing. We're not quite finished with the battle pass, so we're excited to see how clean these iron sights are on the battle pass G7 skin. Definitely. Then, so we go sight, mag, barrel, because a G7 can have it, so it should, <laughs> then the stock, and then 
might get some pushback, but double tap last. Shay and I really don't use the double tap. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, admitted and used it before. It's very hard to successfully hit more shots using the double tap if you're using a three times sight. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the camp that it's three times ranger all day on the G7, then it's hard to actually get benefit from the double tap because you might miss more shots of that range. But if you're using a one or a two times double tap, you're able to use G7 at closer range. I can kind of hear you out, but G7 so good that it doesn't even need the hop up. Mm-hmm. So it has to go even behind the stock. No doubt. And that is going to wrap up priorities for us. I like that segment and hopefully we'll get some more of it. And soon, if you guys like it, definitely let us know what your thoughts are on that segment. We're going into dropping together now. Today's awesome apex legend is Matthew. Matthew is looking for a permanent teammate to grind to Predator on PlayStation with. So this is two teammates looking for a full squad. He's a Bloodhound main with 14,000 kills and currently Diamond. They also have 13,000 kills as Mirage with a 4K badge and a 20 bomb. If you don't play ranked, it's all good though. Matthew just wants to play in general. Uh, the at for PlayStation is TTV Savage underscore Beast 2. That's going to be in the description. Make sure to give Matthew an ad and hopefully you can all get into that Predator tier together. Would be amazing. It's a tall order to get some permanent grinders uh, with you, but best of luck to Matthew. Hopefully there's other listeners that have the same kind of desires Mm -hmm. and want to get up there in the top 500. So best of luck to all you guys. We now have a legend concept coming from T underscore Samps on Discord. We also have a legend concept channel now on the Discord. So if you ever want to share them, feel free to do so there. It's going to be the easiest way for us to see them. This legend's name is Rango. Do you want to share this lore or do you want me to read it? You go ahead and read it. Okay. Rango grew up on a militia colony planet before the war between the militia and IMC. His parents ran a small weapons manufacturing business on the planet, so Rango grew up acquiring an intimate knowledge of all kinds of weaponry and eventually joined the company to work alongside his parents. Shortly before the the war broke out, Rango had developed a prototype for a small backpack-like construct that could autonomously handle reloading of secondary weapons as well as frontline fabrication of ammunition if supplies were low. Rango's family sided with the militia at the onset of the war, and in a surprise attack on his family factory by the IMC, his father was killed and his mother severely injured. Rango was able to take his mother and escape into the Outlands with the help of a small militia evacuation team. With his mother crippled from the attack, Rango took on a variety of odd jobs to try and scrape out of the meager living while hiding from the IMC. After the Outlands were liberated at the end of the war and the Apex Games began, Rango decided that this was his chance to use his knowledge and tech to collect enough money to finally allow his mother to live a comfortable and safe life again. This is what I'm talking about. It's, it's so, like, mad respect for the lore. It's Henry and I absolutely live for this stuff. Like, the fact that this is a thing on the podcast is so awesome to me. Like I can't even believe you guys are this creative with it. And I'm incredibly impressed by Rango's backstory. Yeah. Going all the way back to our very first legend concept that we uh, mentioned on the show, we were shocked that people were 
willing to go to those lengths. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm very impressed with this level of lore. I totally understand who this legend is. I know why they're in the games, which is the most important. And it ties into their abilities and the origin of not only their personality, but Mm -hmm. also their abilities, which is just beautiful. We don't even have all this stuff for all the legends in the game. So this is <laughs> oh, a very man. high you, bar. You didn't have to do that to the it respawn team. It oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Okay, let's talk abilities now. Passive. Fully loaded. If the current clip of Rango's secondary weapon isn't at full capacity, the robotic arm in his backpack will automatically load it up to full over a time as long as it stays unequipped. Savage. Amazing. Would be awesome. I love it. I wonder how long this time would be because can you imagine in a close range gunfight, you empty that clip, swap weapons, and then empty another clip, and then you're able to swap weapons and have a full clip? That'd be nuts. It'd be crazy, especially for weapons that were single fire, mm-hmm. you know, like the Wingman or the Mastiff or even the G7, you know, just a couple bullets loaded back in can deal hundreds of damage. Yep. So it's just a very amazing passive. Um, that's what we've been talking about, though. We want an amazing passive. I got nothing else to say. I don't want to make the mistake of saying it's too good, so it's great. It's, great. it's perfect. Tactical. Ammo fabrication. Rango can choose any ammo type currently in his inventory and create a new half stack of it by the way of his robotic arm materializing it in front of him, taking five seconds to fully form. Appears in inventory automatically if there's a free space and falls on the ground if there isn't one. 25 second cooldown. I love just the fact that the detail you added the fact that if there's free space, you get it automatically. If it's not on the ground, if you don't have free space, it falls on the ground, which is great because now I know that I can use it with my teammates if they need something as well very easily at the end of the game. Awesome ability. Yeah, very well thought out. It's clear that you understand the world and what you're creating in, uh, which is fantastic. I like this a lot. You know, we kind of have a lot of discussion about this is a BR. Uh, we have Loba as this looting ability. Lifeline has this support role where she can get extra loot. When it comes down to it, only thing I care about is bullets. And this legend would be able to do that for me. I would go as far as to say I want more bullets. Like, I don't even know if this is enough. A half stack isn't that much. Mm-hmm. Five seconds to form isn't a ton, but it's not. It's not nothing. Every minute you're getting one full stack, theoretically. Yeah, that's pretty much where it's going. And it's whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Right now, crafting offers kind of a similar thing. So would it be a huge edge to have this on your team? Maybe, situationally. But because it is competing with that crafting mechanic, I think maybe it should be a full stack. I think that's fair. maybe it should be more. Yeah, it'd be really cool. And... I just love that I'm thinking about this and I wouldn't have to worry about ammo and I could carry more grenades and I'd be confident in doing so. And the animation of having a robotic arm oh. as your personal assistant. Dope. Chef's kiss. Next we have the ultimate. Dual wield. For a limited time, likely just under the duration of Bloodhound's ultimate, Rango is able to wield both of his weapons in simultaneously He also gains a speed boost comparable to Bangalore's passive. He sacrifices the ability to ADS while this ability is active, and that button is instead used to fire the second weapon. Pressing the reload button reloads both weapons at the same time. If one weapon has been fired while the other has not, pressing the reload button will only reload the fired weapon. 
allowing the other weapon to still be fired. The ultimate can be cancelled early by pressing the button that would normally switch weapons. I like this a lot. Dual wielding is a fun topic, no doubt. I can see you have something you want to say. Yeah, so it's been a topic for a while. You know, we should have dual wield Mozam hop up. We mm-hmm. should have for the RE45 or the B20 or even the alternator. You know, I like hitting my shots. And dual wielding really is going to cut your accuracy probably worse than half. Unless you're legitimately up in somebody's face and then you're still going to lose to a Mastiff in the head. So I think I'm worried that people are too excited about dual wielding, but I'm right there with you. I'm excited about it. I think it's a very cool mechanic, but I think you countered my hesitations with the loss of the accuracy by giving you that speed boost, Mm -hmm. which I think is the perfect way to introduce dual wielding as an ability because you're going to be a fury of bullets Mm -hmm. potentially, and you're not really going to be hitting a ton but you're also going to be hard to hit. So I really liked that that was added in there, and I think it definitely adds to the feasibility of this ultimate. And I'll go as far to say I don't think it's overpowered. I think it would be really fun, and I also think it would have great risk and great reward. I'm thinking about how fun it would be to run with a Bloodhound and a Rango on your squad at the same time right now. Like, that could be so cool. It would strike fear. Definitely. Thank you so much for the legend concept. If you have one of your own, make sure it's got that awesome lore. You can email it to us if you want, but the easiest way for us to see it is by joining the Discord and posting it in the Legend Concept channel. Before we get to it, though, before we wrap up this amazing episode, we're going to dive into some questions, some five-star reviews, starting with Waffle Burgers. Hey guys, great podcast. I'm a player who likes casual play, but usually I want some better competition. I usually end up with a lot of kills and ranked, but I still die fast and can't rank up fast enough. I'm shooting for gold three. And the best I've ever done is gold one. Do you have any advice on how to rank up faster? This question hits deep in my heart every time. <laughs> you know, I, I hear what you're saying. And I want some better competition too. You know, I think there's a huge like, benefit of playing ranked. It's a lot more fun, a lot more rewarding. And... You know, I'm sorry that you're struggling with ranking up fast. And I think that it comes down to not having those teammates. No doubt about it. Having the teammates allows you to play strategically in a way you just can't solo queuing and ranked. And strategic play is going to equal more RP, especially if you're not struggling to get those kills. If you can pick up early kills and then play RP, you're going to have huge success in ranked. That's the recipe. You know, teammates offers you that consistency. They offer you that ability to get into those top five finishes, which is where like the rank points are weighted. You need Mm -hmm. to get that placement in order to rank up fast. Like that's it. And so it is not rewarding to be Rambo and be all by yourself and go solo. It is a team game and that's amplified and ranked, at least how it is now. Definitely. Next question is coming from Yeet Yoink Yap, five-star review. Why does Shay sound so much like good times with Scar? We listened. We did. The patrons listened behind the scenes. We didn't really get the connection, but the dude's got 1.3 million subs on YouTube, so I'm taking it. It's a flattering thing to say. 
Much appreciated. Seems like a nice yoink. guy. Yeah. Seems like a great guy. Maybe Just we should have him Shay. on the pod. Yeah. Maybe. It would be hard. Yeah. I don't know if we could tell who was speaking. Last question coming from Emerald615, five star. Hey guys, I think you're doing a great job so far. I just got into the podcast and listened to it daily. One question, what do you think is the best grenade? Thanks. Excellent question. You know, we did a whole episode mm-hmm. on grenades. You're you know new to the show. That's fantastic. Thanks for leaving a review. Um, I think it's most fair that you go and listen to that episode because we really go deep and it's a tough debate, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think we do so pretty effectively over there. And I will say grenades are situational. And so there's some cool stuff, but do you want to give them any, anything there? I'm not spoiling it. Listen to, to the you pod. To, Listen yeah. to the pod. I'm sorry to do that, but it's not easy. Well, it's to just like it's too much of a conversation, question. like yeah. you're saying. We yeah. got this question. We had to do a whole episode on it. So mm-hmm. enjoy that. Get back to us. I'd love to hear what you think. Definitely. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Pods. Leave us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, The Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down.